0: Welcome in, everybody, to the PHNX Suns podcast, post-game edition. Unfortunately, we do not get any sexy sacks tonight because the Phoenix Suns fall to the LA Clippers 131 to 122. Welcome in. I'm Lindsay. That's all. That's Espo. Gerald will be joining us later in the program. But here's the thing, like, I know we have the sad, sad music, but I'm really not that sad. I'm actually pleasantly surprised with this... The entirety of this game.
1: Um, I don't know if I'm surprised. Um, I, I, I thought the Suns did not play up to the Clippers level. Obviously, in that first half, yeah, they just got kind of just mollywopped. But I will say this: I think there was some good, and I think there was some bad in this game. But. <laughs> I actually do. I, I'm kind of like you, Linz. I leave this game feeling a little bit more optimistic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really like the way they all battled back. It felt like they started to find some chemistry, and it f- felt like they started to find out a little bit more about themselves, even without KD. So I'm not I'm not really mad about this at all.
2: I mean, it depends on the half. If you had asked me at halftime, I, I wasn't happy about the effort. Suns' defense was pretty bad, and the shooting – uh, was right there with it at least from deep. They were one of ten yeah. in that in that first half. Uh, so, I the first half I was not uh, not happy, not impressed by anything. They they seemed to have that lack of energy that we were talking about. Uh, you know, a week or so ago, at least in some of the rotations, Clippers shot out of their mind. Uh, yeah. You know, for the first really three quarters of this game, but I give them a lot of credit for that Mm -hmm. second half. They could have easily just packed it in and said, you know what, screw it. This isn't our night and KD's not here and we're just going to say to hell with it. But they didn't, they fought back, they fought hard. Their defense in particular in that fourth quarter was spectacular. And the shooting uh, in that second half was almost a, a flip of what it was in the first half, especially fourth quarter uh, so I give them a lot of credit for that second half on both ends of the court. They did it.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, listen, I know we all don't love moral victories and everything, but like you said, they could have just given up. They could have just been like, well, whatever it is, what it is. We'll see them again next Monday. Worry about it later. But they didn't, they turned things around. They made some adjustments and they got the game close and it was a fun second half. It was. Like we had some really enjoyable moments within it. And so I think that's a good sign because, again, like I was saying um, yesterday, one of the biggest things that I want as a resolution for the Suns in 2024 is if you have to deal with injuries, if something goes wrong that you're not anticipating, you don't have bad vibes, you don't hang your head like we saw at the beginning of this season. And they didn't do that tonight. So this is, in my opinion, a really good at least start to – S- maintaining your level of just calmness throughout an entire game without allowing the emotions to really just move so drastically one way or the other, regardless yeah. of what's going on.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're going to get to some of these, you know, bright spots uh, throughout this, this show. But uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. It, it was It was kind of a, I don't know, to me, I didn't feel like the first half was really a lack of energy. I just felt like they weren't able, they couldn't find it. They couldn't find the, the chemistry. Falling. The shots weren't falling. I felt like their effort was there to a certain degree. I mean, I, I thought they were a little bit uh sloppy on their rotations, but sloppy's not lazy, I would say. So it's a little bit it's a little bit more of communication, you know, failures again, like we've seen. But I did feel like they started to shore that up. They finally started throwing doubles at Kawhi in the second half, which helped a little bit. Um, but Kawhi's Kawhi. He's gonna get his buckets and he hit them crazy shot too and mm-hmm. he, well they actually didn't count it so it doesn't really matter but i thought overall again i i'm probably like 50 50 on this game i i i leave feeling optimistic
0: yeah
2: I, and i like that they made adjustments in the second half we're getting the ball out of book's hands quicker mm-hmm. trying to do some pick and roll action with him when that double team came uh because the first half it felt like we were back to they're just gonna blitz devin booker and they're not gonna make uh, make a pass fast enough or whatever it was. Second half, it really felt like they they adjusted to it. So, yeah, I, I again, I'm not leaving celebrating, but I do have some optimism going into next Monday in L.A. and, and yeah. for the rest of these games bef- between now and then as well.
0: Yeah, I will say the Clippers are going to be a tough battle uh, if we meet in the playoffs, yeah. if they're healthy, if they oh, can yeah. stay as healthy as they were tonight. Then there it's gonna be a tough battle. But uh, like you said, this made me feel optimistic that even though it will be tough, it's not outside of the realm of possibility for the Suns to win.
1: The playoffs are another level mm-hmm. and we all know this. But when I watched this game, I wasn't nearly as afraid as I used to be of 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 James Harden. I know James hit some big time shots tonight, and that's for sure. But um I, I wasn't necessarily like, oh my gosh, we you know, he's Undefendable, right? Uh, PG, listen, you know what PG is. <laughs> you know he's going to show up until when? Until okay. shit gets tight. And then all of a okay. sudden. <gasps> to
0: disappears. be fair, we did kind of just leave him open majority of the night. I mean, <laughs> like I know he kind of disappeared a little bit when things got tight, but there were multiple times throughout the entirety of this game where it was like, so we're just... We're just going to let him yeah. shoot threes? Yeah. We're, we're just going to let him hang out there by himself?
2: A lot of it was the rotation stuff that mm-hmm. that uh, Saul was talking about. But Eddie brought up a great point when it comes to James Harden. He doesn't have that step anymore, so he can't get the calls the speed, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. as much on, on the speed. Uh, so it's it's a lot tougher for him to impose that will driving to the basket. And I think that's why he's not as scary anymore because it used to be an automatic foul when he when he do that and he get to the line. And without that, it's not as scary. Now, he still, he hit that three where he fell to the ground with Bull Bull right in his face over the top mm-hmm. of him. He still obviously has has game, but it's not as scary as it was in the past.
0: Yeah. All right, guys, let's take a look at some of the numbers from tonight's game presented by Desert Financial Credit Union, Arizona's number one credit union named by Forbes. Uh, what's in the bar? All righty. The biggest one that stood out to me, of course, was three-point shooting. The Suns were 15 of 35 tonight for 42.9%. The Clippers were 18 of 34 for 52.9%. This kind of turned around, though, late in the game. When you looked at the...
1: First half. Numbers. Yes, the
0: first half. And even in the third quarter at one point in time, the Clippers were shooting 57% from yeah, three to the, the Suns, Suns' 25. Yes, exactly. So that was a huge, huge difference maker in tonight's game. Again, the gap kind of closed uh, in the back half of the third quarter into the fourth quarter. But the Clippers were just shooting lights out for majority of this game. Field goal percentage and shooting as well. The Suns were 42-79 of for 53.2%. The Clippers 42 42- uh, of 76 for 55.3%. But even when you look at field goal percentage and shooting, at one point in time, the Clippers were shooting a better percentage from deep than the Suns were from the field. Yeah. Yes. So there was a lot of struggle when it came to shooting tonight for the Suns in the first half majority of this game. Turnovers, Suns committed 17 to the Clippers 14. And then the fir- fourth quarter uh, field goals. Okay, 11 of 16 for the Suns for 69%. 7 of 18 for the Clippers for 39%. So that's where things really kind of tightened up for the Suns and Espo, to your point where you brought up earlier, when they they started playing better defense and things mm-hmm. changed.
2: Let me ask you this, though. You, it, it felt like that three-point shooting shifted a little bit, right? <laughs> Do you think the Suns or the Clippers shot better in the fourth quarter from three-point uh, Clippers. It was the Clippers. Yeah. 3 like of their percentage-wise percentage-wise mm-hmm. uh they were 3 of 4 Suns were 3 of 5 the, so 3 of the 7 shots the Clippers hit in the fourth quarter were three-pointers, which mm-hmm. was was the backbreaker all night. Was they yeah. were just hitting those mm-hmm. in clutch situations.
0: And it makes it hard to close that gap when you can't get as many stops, which is what we saw in the third quarter. I mean, in the third quarter the Suns scored 40 points. But they allowed the Clippers to score 37 points because they turned things on offensively, but they weren't doing enough defensively. They weren't getting stops to be able to really close that gap Mm -hmm. and make up some ground. And that was the biggest struggle tonight. If they had been able to clamp down a little bit more defensively in that third quarter, we would be talking about a different game here as far as win-loss goes.
1: I I agree. Like It was the struggle. At the beginning of the game, it just felt like the Clippers were just on one. And they were not going to miss. It felt like, man, it did, it didn't feel like they missed a three until like midway through the third quarter. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, these guys are just on fire. And sometimes it just goes like that. But I I got to give the Suns credit. You know, they they went down by as much as twenty one, mm-hmm. and they battled back. And we've seen we've seen the Suns. When in games like this, where things are just not going your way, everything is going for the other team, how it just snowballs and an avalanche comes and you end up losing by like 30 or 40, right? We've seen that happen mostly in the playoffs. This time around, they battled. It was like they knew like, oh, we've hit that threshold point again. How are we going to respond? And they did. And so I'm, I'm encouraged by that. And it's not, it's not, listen, the Clippers are going to be one of the top teams in the West uh, and, and they are title contenders, bona fide title contenders. You can't dispute it. And they've got some significant depth, but again, the Suns in the second half held their own in the first half. They got some things that they get, got to clean up. You're missing Kevin Durant. That's going to help a little bit. I I leave here feeling a little bit more optimistic because the things that they were they were kind of slipping up on they can fix some of those things and mostly you also got to rely on the fact that you you just assume a team's not going to shoot damn near sixty percent from three almost an entire game
2: you know a, a majority of the time. What was really encouraging to me too was eight of ten from Devin Booker in the second half. Yes, mm-hmm. first half we're like still feels like he's he's trying to find his way here. It was Book again in that second half, and hopefully that's the start of him getting back to the, where he's been.
1: I'm glad you brought that point up, and I know we're going to get to Devin Booker here in a second, but we might as well just go ahead and do it. Um, what Devin was doing in the first half was when he was getting doubled, the ball was slow to get out of his hands, number one, mm-hmm. and number two, when he did get the ball out of his hands and the ball came back to him, he would find himself like maybe penetrating and, and get by that first defender and he'd have the open shot, but he would hesitate and he was looking to pass to other guys. And it was it's a little bit different than when CP3 was just kind of like, you know, CP3, you could tell he was just kind of assessing the defense and he was trying to get other guys involved. It didn't feel like Book was was doing that because Book had open shots. And for a guy who's struggling, you want to take as many open shots as possible. And he was hesitating on that. So passing it out is probably not the answer in those moments. And sometimes it worked out, sometimes it didn't. Most times it didn't in the first half. In the second half, he got the ball out of his hands much faster. And then when he got the ball in an opportunity to score, he did not hesitate. He just yeah. said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna let it fly." He started to get into a rhythm. That's very encouraging because we've seen him kind of struggle to Devin Booker standards. Uh, you know, he he's been struggling. He's been on a, on a cold streak for about the last six seven games. It looks like he started to come out of that here in the second half. I hope it continues. I'm sure it will. Great players will always find a way. It might not be the next game. It might not be the next quarter. But they will find a way. And I'm very encouraged by Devin Booker's play because if Devin Booker starts to lock in, to me, we have not seen the best of Bradley Beal. It's going to take about, I'm going to say about at least another five to ten games before we start to see like, oh shit, Bradley Beal. But and it's we've seen still flashes, yeah, we've seen flashes. But in the second half, you could see that that Beal kind of kind of fell off a little bit. He wasn't as as efficient as he was in that first half. And then you got Kevin Durant back into the mix. Again, you look at the Clippers as the model. They, for the last couple years, they've been missing Kawhi or PG, Kawhi or PG. Then they add Harden to the mix, and now all three of them are healthy. And they, that team, at least a majority of that team, has been together for a little bit. So they have a little bit more of connectivity uh, you know, and chemistry. And you look at that and you think, okay, can the Suns get to that point relatively soon, within like the next 20, 25 games? I think they can so I, i'm encouraged yeah i also
2: think the clippers are that cautionary tale too about yes if you can't stay healthy you kind of know what you're destined for yeah. so but but i agree i think this group can get to that point at playing enough games together but these little nagging things are, are, are getting annoying too you know KD deserves <laughs> some some time <laughs> after as much as he's played in the first handful of games this season or the first 30 games this season. Uh, you know, but I, I feel like they, I just want to see it for 10 straight games so I can feel better about what these, what these three guys are.
0: You know? Yeah, no, I get you <laughs> um, guys. Guess what?
1: You want to get drunk?
0: <laughs> I mean, yes, but there's a brand new beer from four peaks. Have you heard? Oh, Yes! New year, new beer, Bad Birdie Juicy Golden Ale. It's a collab between Four Peaks and Bad Birdie. It's super drinkable and the perfect companion at the tea box or in your fridge or for Suns games, of course. So, I'm excited for you guys to try this and then tell us what it tastes like, because it sounds like it would be delightful.
3: You need to get some for the office, man. Bad Birdie
0: Juicy Golden Ale. I don't know. Sounds delightful, (laughs) but you guys can check it out by visiting fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite beers and events. You can also follow them on social at fourpeaksbrew or at Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Did, you must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks, and we ask you please drink responsibly.
2: Did you see they're doing mini ghost hunts at the brewery between now and April? what do you mean, Mizzy go, mini. mini? So you can, instead of their ghost tour that they do <laughs> uh, around Halloween, mm-hmm. now you, you go through in small groups, and, like, you're searching for the ghosts. It's not kitschy or anything. Like, they... They send you with somebody it's who's like actually more legit. Had, Yeah, yeah,
0: like oh, ghost, fun, like ghost hunters.
2: You know, kind so of. I scared. So. <laughs> I do not deny this. Also, uh, I, I like a guy that'll admit that he doesn't.
1: You guys, I wish
0: deny. I could have gotten that whole Jesus scream Christ. thing on video. The fucking so
1: compressor funny. was right by my <laughs> goddamn ear, and it went off, and I jumped. Cause I thought something was gonna fucking. Wait, eat I don't me. know about this. You guys oh, yeah, we, went to a, we went to a ghost tour <laughs> last year.
0: And it did that not was go funny. Well. Sorry, I didn't mean to take us off the rails there. Also, you can ring in the new year with Illegal Pete's weekly deals. So get this: Mondays, three dollar margaritas all day long. Tuesdays, two dollar tacos every single Tuesday. And if you work in healthcare or education. At Illegal Pete's on Tuesdays, you can enjoy a buy one, get one free entree. And then, of course, they have happy hour from 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every single day. Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. Don't miss out on all these great weekly specials that our friends over at Illegal Pete's have going on. All right, we talked about Devin Booker. I want to continue down that path because, of course, he is tonight's big, bright, shiny star.
2: I am a big, bright, shining star.
0: He finished with 35 points, 6 assists, 11 of 15 from the field. And, Espo, you had mentioned he was 8 of 10 in the second half, right? Correct. In the first half, he had 7 points on 5 shots. And he finished with 35 points on 15 shots tonight. Ethical basketball, efficient <laughs> basketball in the second half for Devin Booker. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I, I, mean, I, I kind of said it all already earlier. Yeah. I just thought he was a lot more efficient in the second half. He was more assertive. He played with purpose. I always talk about playing with purpose. You have to play with purpose out there, whether it's on offense, defense, moving the ball, setting screens, knowing what you were going to do. And Devin looked like he finally was able to tell where he was going to be able to get his spots. He didn't hesitate. And he played with purpose. And then that second half was huge and it kept the Suns, relatively in the game i know they weren't like you know super close but it could have been a far worse if devin doesn't do what he does again i think he he's starting to snap out of that little funk that he was in and just in time
2: it felt like in the second half too he found a way to balance okay i'm in this point book position but i'm going to find a way to still be that cutthroat scorer that that i have been and that's a balance he's going to have to figure out how to strike uh, the rest of the year unless they make some kind of move to alleviate him being the primary ball handler. Uh, and and I think they got smarter like we talked about with the double teams because we've seen how much that can frustrate him. but they uh, they kind of use the Clippers' aggressiveness in that against them in yeah. the second half, which hopefully is a plan that they can implement throughout games when teams try to throw that at him in situations where one of the big three isn't. Isn't in there and it can be more effective throughout.
1: So. I, the, the things that I did not like were in that first half, my bro, stop, jump, passing. I mean, he had it six was turnovers. Not, it was not working out yeah. at all. Uh, six turnovers, as you said. Like, again, if you're going to be the primary ball handler most of the time, you've got to take better care of the ball. Like, those six turnovers were crucial and, and you, you just you can't do that. And it, it, sometimes he, he loses. It's like he doesn't, in the first half, it's like he doesn't think that the team is going to send doubles in the first half. And then when it happens, he's kind of surprised. Like, damn, y'all already doubling right now? Uh, even with Bradley Beal on the court. But until Bradley starts going apeshit, it's it's never going to stop. Because Book is the primary. He's the heart of the, of the Suns. You take out the heart. The team's gonna die, mm-hmm. and that's what the, every team has been trying to do basically all season long. And a lot of teams have been effective at it. So when they don't have the big three out there, that's what's gonna happen. Books got to adjust better earlier on, and expect that to happen from the tip. No more waiting to see. No, it's gonna happen. Just be ready for it. Yeah.
2: You you played guard. How much of it is guys not rotating uh, towards you as well when when the double team happens because. Sure, he he should be making the quick move, mm-hmm. but if the guys aren't in a position where he can get him the ball, I mean that is that With part of it the, early the, on too. The,
1: the so the the part of it that you're kind of alluding to, it's kind of correct, kind of not, is because he was waiting for those doubles to get too close to him. He was forced to make difficult passes, He's even if it was to an open guy. Uh, And because of those things, when you allow the defense to get closer to you, you are also signaling to the other defenders – to, to identify where the closest guy is To get in those passing lanes So when Book was jumping up to pass He thought he was going to have his guy open But he saw the defender right there And then he was scrambling to try and find something else to turn over So, But in the second half He was seeing those those doubles come uh, further away And he was able to get the ball out to that outlet guy first Before the defender could recognize what was going on And then swing the ball And then the ball movement came back to him And he was able to be assertive So you got to be able to be uh, smart enough To get the ball out of your hand sooner and when I say like the doubles it's like you know those are lengthy guys that are doubling him so he has to throw it over the top or he has to skip pass it over it's it's very tough when you're when you're Devin Booker trying to do that so be ready be ready
0: yeah hopefully it's something they'll clean up I mean I think for a minute there they were doing a lot better on cleaning up on the turnovers obviously Kevin Durant being out is an adjustment for them but they'll still continue to work on it because yeah. it's something they put a lot of emphasis on and they know it's one of their big issues this season. Um, But I just wanted to give, we wanted to give Devin a little bit of love. It had been a minute since we had named him our big, bright, shiny star. And I still think we are due for a big breakout game from Devin. Yes. The second half was a good like appetizer, but I think we're all still waiting on the entree. And it's yes. it's due. It's coming. It's just a matter of time. Um, also, we gotta give out a flower to our PH and X Factor of the game. Drum roll, please.
1: Oh, you know who it is.
0: Bulbul! It's getting love for the second time this week. Shout out to Bulbul, you guys. I'm Thank actually you. really excited about this.
2: I-, I prepared a little something.
0: Did you? Of but course then you I saw
2: did. his game.
0: Oh god. Now I'm
2: a believer <laughs> and not a trace. Of doubt in my mind. I'm in love, ooh, I'm a believer. I couldn't leave him if I tried do do do
0: do i bravo I, I, I very much am
2: <laughs> apologetic for anything negative i said about this man until we go on the downhill uh with the bowler coaster and then i reserve right to go back to that's where
0: I fair was. so bobo finished tonight with 14 points two assists five rebounds <laughs> on 7 of 6 shooting from the field including 2 of 2 from 76. deep you 7 6 Six of seven, my bad. I was like, damn.
1: He made <laughs> I more shots. so good that
0: he made more <laughs> shots than he even took. I pulled an Emma and I flipped the number. That's
2: unethical <laughs> basketball. <laughs> unethical <laughs> basketball.
0: I'm I'm just really excited for bowl, bowl. I think it's something that um a lot of people were hoping for at the beginning of the season. I mean, you guys have been telling us since day one in the chat that you want to see some Bowl bowl, you want to see the opportunity. Frank Vogel said after tonight's game that he is very proud of Bobo making the most of his opportunity these last two games, especially with how disciplined he's been. And uh, he also said he's done enough to earn minutes once Kevin Durant returns.
1: It's true. So the
0: bowler coaster continues.
1: There's there's encouraging things about what's Bobo's doing out there. At first, you feel like, oh, is this going to be gimmicky, right? Mm -hmm. Like, is he going to be able to – does he really know what's happening? Even between last game and this game, there was still a a, a remarkable improvement, especially defensively in terms of positioning, knowing where he's at Uh, the offensive rebound in uh, was it the third quarter? or maybe it was the beginning of the fourth quarter. It was just like, uh, it was an offensive rebound and then he took a dribble and took it to the rim and scored that like changed the flow of the game. It, oh, it yeah. sparked the whole crowd. Everybody got back into it because it was a rebound that he shouldn't have got, but it's bowl bowl. So he got it and scored like he provides some juice, whether you like it or not, he provides juice. And I will, I will be the first to say I was, I was very hard on him and I did not believe before but I am on the bold train. I I believe, I firmly believe, firmly believe that Bull Bull can contribute to this team in a viable way moving forward. He's got something there. Uh, the shot from the perimeter, I mean, oh, yeah. th- what was he, three of three? Two of two. Uh, from three. like, yeah. And he should have shot more. He had op- other opportunities, and he didn't. Like, You're talking about a seven-footer that can shoot from three, can get those rebounds. He's kind of like the four out there. Like, I love what Bull's doing. He's going to have to shore up a few things. You saw what Zubach was trying to do at the end of the game. He tried to body him. That's what a lot of teams are going to probably try to do once Mm -hmm. they identify that Bull Bull's a threat. But in between now and then, hey, I'm – all about Bow Bol. I'm happy for him. I am legitimately happy for him. I also kid.
0: think that, I know defense was a big question when it came to Bow Bol as well. Tonight, we saw a little bit more effort, yeah. at least from Bow Bol. So that's a good sign too. And I think as I mentioned about Frank Vogel, the key here is him staying disciplined enough to make this a sustainable thing, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. that's the thing that I was worried about yesterday, that I wasn't sure, I was hesitant to uh, dive all the way in because I wasn't sure how sustainable this yeah, could be against bigger Portland. teams like the Clippers. Well, yeah. he said, okay, fine, I'll show you.
2: I so st- we just got to keep it going. I still have my questions. Are you playing him as a backup four? Mm-hmm. If so, because they played him at five tonight with the, when they were trying to come back with a bunch of the smaller guys. I don't think that's sustainable in the long run. But if you're playing him at, <clears throat> at backup four, does that mean Chemezi falls out? Or are you playing him at the five as your backup? Like there's a lot of rotational questions that still come up for me because you can't play bowl, bowl against big centers. We saw him get pushed mm-hmm. around a lot. So how does the rotation work with him? But well, that's Frank Vogel's problem. That ain't yeah. my problem to figure <laughs> out. So. I, I mean, I, I don't think
1: bowl-bowl is the type of player that you can't play with other fives and other fours.
2: No, like, no, I you, no.
1: I, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I, I was surprised tonight, like – now thinking about it, and I didn't realize it during the game because you know I'm locked into the game. But Shmezy didn't play a lot in that second half; like he should have played a lot more. Uh, Nurkic had had moments in that third quarter, but again, like I would have liked to see maybe Nurkic with Bol Bol a little bit. Bol Bol's defense needs needs improvement, so you can't you can't completely rely on him and, and Nurkic to both be in the lineup and and think that they're going to be able to slow down the Clippers, but. I, from, you know, certain spots you can and I, I I think bowl can play five or four. It doesn't matter. Hell, he could probably even play a little bit of three if he really wanted to. It's just defensively is his liability offensively rebounding on defense. He's, he's, he's more than adequate. So More than what
2: adequate. I, what I heard is you want Grace and Allen at the starting lineup. Bull, bull. That's three. what the don't, chat wants. The chat <laughs> is saying Katie at the three, no. bull, bull at the four. No, don't no. you all dare? Don't you dare?
0: I thought we had already determined earlier on that Katie doesn't like playing the three.
2: No,
1: he, or I'm
0: sorry,
2: he doesn't want to play the five. He doesn't want. He to likes play. playing the four.
0: Okay, that's what. That's right. But
2: it's positionless basketball, so who the hell cares?
0: Right? <laughs> Just, <laughs> Mix it up, There everybody out there. I don't know, but uh, shout out to Bobo. Flowers where flowers are well deserved. Uh, listen, did you guys all lose your bets tonight too?
1: Yep. Man, I'm so mad hey, about yo,
0: this. Losers club over here, all around. I'm so mad about
1: this. <laughs> this is trash. This Damn is you, pure bunk. trash.
0: We are an absolute mess. You I guys. like. I
1: I have felt good about my bets the last couple times, and it's always been by like a point or two that I miss. And tonight Grayson let me down. Got 10 points, I needed
2: 12.5. He had that three in the corner at the end of the at the end of regulation too and he decided to try to drive. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, I don't know. He should know. have just pulled. It's an unfortunate uh situation to be in, but we are not looking pretty. Hopefully you guys all hit your bets that you have placed on the Suns recently. And if you have by all means, please share some <laughs> tips and tricks with us because we absolutely could use it.
1: I I won $200 over the weekend betting on college football parlays. It's
0: the Suns it's this the year. It's the damn Suns. so hard. Oh well, gosh. because there's
2: no consistency
1: I in know. anything. So
0: That's the but, struggle bus uh, here, but we've got the leaderboard now. So, Espo, you're down to 118.50. I am down to $46.58. Saul, so you are at $21 <laughs> and Flex. Flex is struggle bus at -85.41. Enzlo And very bothered.
2: An- Anzlo, uh barring a term from Priscilla, saying the bets were cheeks
0: tonight. Facts. So, yes. Well, if you want to get in on the action and hopefully do a lot better than we have been doing this year, you can download the BetMGM Sportsbook app and use the bonus code PHNX when you sign up. Because right now, when you use that bonus code PHNX, BetMGM has a $1,500 first bet offer for you. All you have to do is place your, your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. And if that bet loses, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. You can check out the show notes for full details and now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer.
3: Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, DC, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call eight seven seven eight hopen y or text Hope and Y 467-369 New York. Call 1-800-327-5050 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-Next Step Arizona. 1-800-Bets Off Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. US promotional offers not available in DC, New York or Ontario.
2: Suck it, Ontario.
0: And of course, if you have not yet checked out our friends over at OG's Brands, what are you even doing? What are you even doing, you guys? These are cannabis-infused gummies, the best ones you can get your hands on because they have something for every single occasion. They also have something for every taste bud you got. All kinds of delightful flavors and varieties. You can learn more about OG's gummies and where you can find them by, by visiting OGsBrands.com. But trust me, these are top-notch cannabis-infused gummies. So uh, yeah. make sure you check them out.
2: I knew a few people that would not have gotten through the holidays without our friends at OGs.
0: So. <laughs> also good for like nighttime. Like yes. a good night's sleep, the sleepy time gummy. Yeah. I always tell you guys about that one. All right. We have a bonus. PH and X Factor. Of tonight. Oh game.
1: wait, wait. Austin actually talked about it. There oh. it is. Yeah. How about those technicals, Austin? Yeah. Oh, man.
0: The officiating tonight was rough.
1: It was trash. Yeah. It was trash, and you know, it, we're, we're, I'm not trying to be a hot, hot take artist or anything like that, but the officiating in the NBA and in the NFL has been abhorrent. Boo boo. It has been cheeks. Mo Cheeks, Mo Problems. Absolutely Cheeks, like the Charles Barkley at Cheeks. You know what I mean? Like, you have to have a better performance than you did tonight. And also, get out of your fucking feelings. Seriously? These are professional athletes. Even Eddie was talking about, like, what happened to warnings? You know, like, the way it was explained to me when I was a referee in Colorado was, uh, especially when you get to the higher levels in high school and in college, right? These guys are under a tremendous amount of stress, like to play this game because jobs are on the line, you know, championships are on the line. Like, and just the, the, the way you prepare for these games, like it might feel like it's a game to us, but like there, there's pressure on these players, right? Mm-hmm. So if they let loose one time, Hey, just play, Hey, knock that shit off, Devin. Okay. You gave him a warning, and Devin's like, you know, he he vents a little bit, gets it out of the system. Okay, cool. We move on. But, no, these rabbit ear fucks just want to sit there and freaking cry about every little thing, tee up half the damn stadium for no damn reason. Like, yeah. seriously, there was no reason to tee up Bradley Beal. There was no reason to tee up Book. What, because you're in your feelings because you made a bad call? And you did make bad calls. You made two of them that cost the Suns. Two timeouts or one timeout, actually. Yeah. And, and they had to challenge so they can get the ball back both times. Trash. The NBA officials need to look in the mirror. They need a, a whole freaking – they need to go find the wizard so they can find a fucking heart because they don't know what the hell they're doing out there or they a need, brain.
0: They need to go to therapy and work through <laughs> whatever it is that's going on that makes them feel like they're supposed to be the center of attention that's here. It's terrible, man. like. Go to therapy if you genuinely feel like you need to insert yourself into everything to be the center of attention. Well, it wasn't just the Suns either. Bones Highland got a tech for clapping on the bench.
2: <laughs> I'm like, I think it should be, I think this should be simplified and it should be taken out of the ref's hands. They're, the NBA should issue, here's the 10 words that are, if they're said to you, it's it warrants a tech. And if somebody touches you, that should be it. I'm sorry, but like, Really? Like, I mean, if some guy says that's a fucking bad call, that's worthy of, of getting teed up? No, like, You know that's not what happened. Well, I don't know. Tonight?
0: <laughs> yeah, but tonight, you know Tonight, it wasn't... I mean... <laughs> Every
1: well, time you hear a hot mic on Cousins. So, I get that. You know, I know, he's
0: like, also a grown-up. He should oh, be yeah, allowed to use whatever yeah, words he wants percent, to use. A million percent.
1: A million percent.
0: tonight, there were multiple times... Where he wouldn't even talk to the players. No, he, he would be like, not yep. now. Or he would literally turn his body away. And, and if I'm a player, I'm like, bro, be so effing for real right now. Yep.
2: That's, gaslighting.
0: that's not cool.
1: They, they always identify who a captain is on the court. Every single game. You, you meet at half court, the other captains, whatever. No matter what happens in the game the captain is always allowed to go up to the ref and get further explanation. Devin Booker is the captain of this team. So when Bradley Beal got the, got the tech and the ref was walking away from him, Book went over to go talk to him and he walked away from Book. Fuck you. Fuck you, ref. Yeah. Fuck you. That's not how you fucking be professional, you asshole. Pull your head out of your ass. See, that's,
0: that's the biggest problem that I have with this is that you created a hostile environment from the jump.
1: I feel like you, I created a hostile environment right there. I mean, look, I'm scared. look at it.
0: It's even gone beyond beyond the arena, but I'm but for real though, like you created this dynamic of like a certain power structure which is not okay yeah. to create in any NBA game because now we're talking about feelings getting involved and it becomes a bias throughout the game whether you want to admit it or not. That's what you created in the first quarter.
2: Well, I'm all right if a game is getting too physical and you have to take control of it because you're entering into a a stage where it could devolve into a fight. Mm -hmm. That's when I'm fine with the ref going, all right, I'm taking control of this. But tonight wasn't that. Tonight was simply, I'm in my fields, I'm going to be the center of attention here, and I'm taking your, your ability to say anything to me Away, and it was I, I. It was three techs in three minutes, I believe. Two on Suns and one on on Russ Westbrook. There, uh, yeah, I mean, that's ridiculous. Th- mm. I mean, there and there was nothing physical or anything that happened
1: in that time period. Well, even the one on Kawhi at the beginning of the the second half, uh, and he tried to make a move. Devin was up in his in his shit, and they didn't call a foul, and he basically let the ref have it. But Kawhi wasn't going like he wasn't it's Kawhi for crying out loud he's not demonstrative at all he's like the least demonstrative player out there he probably was like that was a foul (laughs) that was it (laughs) and they and he teed him up you teed up Kawhi leonard like for what because he said you made a bad call come on man was he
0: wrong though no that's what i'm saying and this is not something that i even want to cheer for but like how many bad calls did you guys all collectively make tonight Counted at least three. Yeah, at least
2: three. I'm so, I'm sorry. Give me a 48 minute report at this point. I want to hear everything that they got wrong. I want the re- the league to review every last call and give me the full report to just show how bad this is. Yeah. Because we know of two directly that were incorrect because the exactly. Suns challenged it to make it happen, and, and, and you know overturned. there's multiple others. And I'm not expecting perfection. Out of out of the refs but I'm expecting a, a level of decorum and a level of control of themselves mm-hmm. in this where they're not exacerbating it by causing these technicals by making uh, it uh, like to Lindsay's point a more hostile uh, environment out there just to simply get things done and in a case where in, they're not great at their jobs in general yeah so so now you're now you're making it worse. What you are getting some of these calls wrong. What
1: it is is the these refs
2: and these newer refs get
1: in here and instead of explaining firmly what they saw and why they made the call, they are deciding to just be like, I, I made the call. You got to deal with it. I'm better than you, get out of my face. And that's bullshit. The best refs would always explain to you, hell, they might sit there and argue with you for a little bit, like, no, Devin, you grabbed his arm, and that's a foul. There is no freaking gray area here. That's it. And then Devin's like, all right, and he just lets it go, and he moves on, right? And if he keeps going, Devin, keep going, and I'm going to tee you up. And then – Devin has it in his hands whether or not he wants to get a ch- uh, f- uh, tech or not. Right. But this is what's happening is, is like, hey, I didn't fucking foul him, T. <laughs> what? They're,
0: these these officials are literally the because I said so.
2: Yeah.
1: Brand yeah.
0: of officials. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, that literally doesn't work that way. Oh, I mean, Then's not the rules. Well, and Eddie
2: made the point if these guys were officiating in the 80s. I mean, it. it I hate to say it like this, but it really is the uh, the dumbing down of the game in some ways. The the less I hate the word wussification, but it's like there's no physicality anymore. The refs can't take anybody talking to them. Like there's no there's no ability to uh, to do any of that stuff that was such a major part of the game. The NBA I think has shifted that pendulum way too far to the other side uh, after after the malice in the palace for good reason. They obviously don't want that to ever happen again, but I feel like it's swung so far that now you can't even have that discussion with the ref without getting teed up. Yep. Mental morons, man.
0: Absolutely. Uh You know who's not morons, though? <laughs> that was a bad transition, but <laughs> yeah, I am no. struggling. Oh, no. I mean, Gerald is, definitely. Um, oh, he's a moron? No, I said... <laughs> No, I mean like <laughs> Gerald isn't. No, she said, I'm who sorry. is not a moron? Yeah, oh, hey, who is she not. said, who, who is not. not right, a moron. Gerald okay. is not.
1: I was like, damn, no. Gerald's taking strays out no. here. No,
0: I'm trying. Anyway, if you're looking for something fun to do this weekend, check out our friends over at Healer <laughs> River Resorts and Casinos. They have an unprecedented level of entertainment and excitement that you will not find anywhere else in the desert. We are talking 15 blackjack tables and live table games over 800 slot machines, and Arizona's largest casino sports book. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit playahela.com for more details. All right, we do have a clip for you guys. Uh, this one is from, sorry. Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel and Devin Booker um, on Book's first half compared to his second half.
3: Was Booker just... Looking to get other guys involved in the first half, or was he just not being aggressive as he needed? You watched. You watched the first half. Yeah. You think he was getting double teamed every time he touched it? He wasn't, I'm just, that's why I'm asking. That's why I'm asking. Could he have gotten off the ball and been able to get shots that way? I mean, they got two guys trapping him literally every, every time he came off anything. So he's making the right play. Yeah. First three possessions, I got a few good looks um, and made them all and. I ran by their bench and T. Lou not again. Um, I mean, I'm still looking for, you know, ways to be aggressive. But, you know, I'm past that phase in my career of, you know, forcing bad shots, especially when, you know, I trust everybody that's out there with me. What changed differently in the second half of think? Yeah, I think well, it wasn't so much for him. It's just I, I think, uh, you know, we spaced better around the double teams. You know, we made some spacing adjustments at halftime and and we, you know, we mixed up some of the action. You know, so we're getting him, getting him in in different type of action. Uh, that there, there wasn't always the same double team that he was he was facing in the first half, but I thought we did both of those areas better in the second half.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so getting real candid there about the situation at hand, and I feel like it's pretty much in line with all of our feelings and thoughts about
1: yeah. this. I, again, he adjusted in the second half; mm-hmm. it was much better basketball for him. And he's getting into a groove. I hope it continues. I hope he learns uh, from each each and every opportunity he gets, he's going to learn from it. You just hope that he learns enough that by the time you get to the end of the season, you don't have to deal with some of these, you know, these growing pains uh, that we've had to experience here of late. So also, here's a fun fact. Espo. Tell him how many technicals
2: in the career of Quiet Leonard he has. Okay, so the the last I could find was from about four years ago. He had two technical fouls in his entire career up to that point. He ain't exactly a Rashid Wallace, uh, if you will. No. Got teed up for saying he fouled me. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Excuse I mean, me, Kawhi sir. Kawhi I believe Leonard. Devin Booker
2: touched me.
0: <laughs> like. <laughs> It's Kawhi. What are we even talking about here? Come on, my my guy.
2: But, I mean, they did talk about how they switched up the actions in the second half to try Mm -hmm. to help book, but I don't think he's going to face a tougher double team than you get with the Clippers. Like, that is a a pretty difficult in terms of length, in terms of quality defenders, as he got tonight, and they figured it out with them, so hopefully it, it leads to success.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. It's time.
1: In the
2: darkness,
1: beyond the light, there shall only be one. Welcome, New Girl!
0: Welcoming in now the fifth member of our PHNX squad, Gerald Borgay. What up, stupid?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Gerald, just so you know, just so you know. I called. The, I, I called the refs mental morons, <laughs> and then somehow, some way, Lindsay was like, she said, "Yeah, or uh, I said, Ger- like,
0: you know who's not a moron, or, or she's like, like you know
1: who's a moron is Gerald." And I was like, wait, he is a moron? And she was like, No, no, I mean he's not a moron. And so then we were like, Oh, you should say, what up, stupid this poor man is just at home dealing with COVID and he's just getting bullied. Getting Come swandered. on, guys.
3: What up,
2: sickie? Oh,
3: Man, you, you sound like my fiance. She's just about had enough of me taking up my half of the house with this infection, this COVID. He's like,
0: so get out. I'm so sick of these puns. I mean, that's really why I did it. Because <laughs> mostly all night on Twitter, I'm just like Ugh. Gerald, you're they killing were... us. <laughs> I'm
3: sorry, I'm I'm incorrigible when it comes to that kind of stuff.
0: See what I'm saying? Yeah, Do you I see know. what I'm saying? This know. is what I have to deal you with. Called you called him
3: stupid, and he brought out the thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, Cannot. while we're on the topic of Bowl Bowl, Gerald, uh, how, what'd you like that you saw from Bowl tonight? What did everyone have to say about yet another great performance from him?
3: Yeah, Devin Booker said he was geeked for him, his words. And Frank Vogel said he was proud of the effort that he put forth. Um, the biggest thing that he liked was, you know, after last game when he was going to put him in, or before last game, uh, he had talked about Bobo needing to play disciplined basketball. And he said he felt like these last two games, he's been very disciplined. He's been reliable, dependable, um, whichever word you'd like to choose. But he's he's been steady. Like, that's all you need him to be because he has the length, he has the size, he has the talent to make an impact out there. Um, And I think over these last couple weeks in pickups, pickup games, that's what he's been able to show. Um, You know, he still made some mistakes. Obviously, the Suns as a team made some mistakes down the stretch there, a couple of turnovers and whatnot. But other than that, I thought he was good. He had a solid impact on the game. And there's no question when he goes in there and actually does something positive he's a real spark in a way that nobody else on this roster really is outside of maybe the star players. So uh, if he's able to come in and have an impact, like you might as well keep seeing what he can give you.
2: Geraldo, I, I, I can't decide if you're intolerable or insufferable.
3: <laughs> I think it's both. Oh my God. You guys are
2: bullshit. You're um, easily corruptible. Bul- bullshit. <laughs> um, it,
1: it, Gerald, you know, it, I talked about like the guys getting opportunities and having to sustain you know they they don't have to set the world on fire but they got to play substantially enough to be able to warrant minutes moving forward right and we've even seen that with bowl last game he played less than he did this game this game he played significant amount of time in that fourth quarter for sure A- as we move forward now i want your honest i want your honest take take your emotions out of this cuz we all know how we feel about bowl um do you think by the end of the season, he could be a legitimate part of this rotation.
3: I would be surprised. I, I don't know if it's sustainable. And honestly, like at this point, I am, it's what we've been saying since the summer when we first signed him, like there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows. And for the most part, it's been lows and we're finally seeing a high. I am going to see need to see more than you know two or three games before I'm buying into it legitimately. But I am happy with what I've seen over from him over the last two games. I, I think at a certain point against playoff caliber teams, when they're planning for you every night, that makes it difficult compared to what we saw tonight where maybe the Clippers weren't even expecting him to play. Um, I think they tried to target him on switches multiple times and they did kind of a, a mediocre job of attacking him. I think Paul George settled for a step back three um, and James Harden drove to the rim and just missed the layup. So it's one of those things where they know who the weakest link on the court is defensively. That's something that would be exacerbated in a playoff environment. So I, I don't want to, you know, rain on anybody's parade or like dismiss his chances because the guy like clearly wants to play. Booker was saying post game, like he really wants to learn. He'll come up to you and he'll ask you questions. He's got a hunger for getting better. And Bulbul was saying that shoot around this morning, how much of an emphasis it's been for him to just be sound on the court. So um, I don't want to take the wind out of his sails or anything like that, but he does have a long way to go to proving that he can be someone you can rely on in a playoff environment.
1: Unbelievable. But, but even, but even (laughs) that, right. But even that you just, you just touched on something. The fact that we heard that he was kind of complacent, and he wasn't really into it as much when he was in, in these other spots. He gets here and we're hearing the opposite. And I think also we can't overlook the fact that KD is an idol of his. Right. Like KD has a tremendous impact on Bull. I got to think that Bull Bull's looking at the situation like if it doesn't happen here, it never will. Because I have everything set up for me. I'm on a championship contender. Or at, we were a championship contender. We we can be again. Uh, we have one of my favorite players of all time is here, and he's kind of a mentor to me. I'm asking questions to legitimate players to to help myself build. I don't know. I I kind of feel a little bit more optimistic about Bowl than I think I once did for sure.
3: Yeah, and I think he he actually mentioned KD and the mentoring role that he's taken on and shoot around today. You know, he was saying it's just little things like when you've got a little guy on you in the post, like do this, or, um, you know, they played one-on-one with each other after practice and stuff like that. But just those little pointers and having someone that you grew up watching and idolizing, investing that time and care in you, it can really do wonders for your game, for your confidence, for your work ethic. Like we've all heard from these guys, how KD's workouts, just push them, uh, to rise to that same level of effort and intensity. So I, I, I think for him, his perspective is like last year, I think he even said this, last year was kind of my first year in the league, if you really think about it, in terms of getting to play real minutes and build on that. So um, he feels like he's starting to get the hang of things. Um, I, I think it'll take a little bit more time because, you know, there's a difference between playing spot minutes and kind of not being on the scouting report to being Like the certified backup big who's coming off the bench every game and teams know what you can do, that sort of thing. But um, like, like you said, I'm optimistic. I like what I've seen from him the last two games. Now it's just on him to keep building that consistency.
2: Let's shift to somebody that we hope will be unguardable uh, in Bradley Beal. Neither really. uh, I,
1: I, one of them,
0: I, had. <laughs> it's both of them all the time. <laughs> Just for you, Gerald.
2: Uh, I, Bradley Beal, though, uh, we started to see some flashes <laughs> of, of what this guy can be uh, in, over the last two games. Tonight looked good getting in the hoop, didn't always finish. How are you feeling about where he's at? And did Frank or anybody else talk about Bradley Beal tonight?
3: Nobody really talked about it, but I feel okay about it. Like I think the first couple of games back, especially when they had KD out there for those couple of games, we saw what it looked like optimized, and he didn't even you know go off for like thirty points or anything like that. But I think tonight was just one of those rough shooting nights. And let's be honest, like the Clippers are a tough matchup on both ends for this team and for any team because they've got the wing defenders with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. They've got – even James Harden is strong enough to keep people out of the paint if you're not quick enough to blow by him on the first dribble. Like they're – and they switch a lot. Like they've they've got a very switchable team outside of Zubat. So they're a tough matchup. I, I think Beal did a good job of getting into the lane. He had a couple of those like hop steps where he tried to finish under the rim and couldn't get those to fall. Zubats did a good job contesting, and I love the rim pressure component that he brings to the table for this team. It's it's badly needed, especially if Booker is operating more with the ball in his hands because odds are he's going to see double teams. He's going to have a hard time getting to the rim the same way that Beal can, attacking those closeouts. So I, I like what I've seen from him so far. I just think tonight was kind of one of those nights like you get there your first couple games back, you're to be there, and then it's about finding that consistency again and being able to do it night in and night out um, and not just kind of, you know, ride that adrenaline and good vibes and whatnot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Gerald, anything else that stood out to you from players and coach tonight?
3: No, not really. I, I, I know a lot of people are, are down on book right now and he had a rough first half and, uh, you know, you can say a lot of his production came when the game was basically already out of reach Um, But, you know, Vogel was saying that he was proud of this group's resilience and, and, you know, as much as he didn't like their defensive disposition to start the game, letting Paul George get loose a couple of times, he did say it's a good attribute for this group to have to not quit on a game when they were down, you know, 20 plus. And and I think Book especially, he's, let's face it, he's been having to adjust to this full-time offensive initiation role. There are going to be some nights where it's difficult and it takes him some time to figure out what defenses are throwing, but it's also on the Suns, like Vogel said, to figure out the spacing around him when he does get hit with those constant doubles because they've got to be able to make opponents pay, especially on a night like tonight where KD isn't out there and you don't have another weapon to turn to.
2: Hey, Gerald, can I give you one bold prediction? Sure. I think the Suns beat the Clippers on Monday and Bull Bull plays
3: a role in it. It's conceivable. It's conceivable.
0: I wouldn't be mad at that. You get that. I did. I was just gonna try and brush past it. Oh, Jesus. I was just gonna try and pretend like it didn't happen. <laughs> Between the chat, Espo and Gerald. Guys.
2: So, I think we I'm had so a triple double <laughs> on tonight. I'm so tonight. done.
0: I'm so done. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Bye, Gerald. See
3: you later. bye guys
0: everybody make sure you give gerald a follow on social at gerald Bourget, and of course make sure you read all of his amazing writing over at go com. okay
1: can i address the book thing sure like like i i tweeted devin booker's just going through it right now with a sad face emoji right yes but like i feel like that's that's about the the peak people should be going to like I, I just, again, like, I understand we're emotional and, and people, like, invest a lot in this team and they want to see their favorite players play at a high level. But players go through rough patches all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it before. Kobe's gone through rough patches. Jordan has gone through rough patches. Everybody's gone through rough patches. Devin Booker is not going to be any different than those guys as much as you want him to be. So, chill, you know, we've we've heard everything from – Trade Bradley Beal, to trade Devin Booker, to trade back KD and get Mikhail Gam back as if the Nets would just be like, okay. And and just like fire Frank Vogel and all this other stuff. Like, I am. Tonight is the first game in quite a while where I've actually started to see the picture. And for me, that's why I don't buy into some things until I see it. And this whole season, I hadn't really seen too much that told me. There's a light at the end of the tunnel because I couldn't see it at all. I couldn't see the way they were playing, the way they were moving the ball, the defensive rotations. I couldn't see it. Tonight, in the fight back and the resiliency that this team showed, and really the connectivity in terms of just emotional uh basketball, that was very, very encouraging. And I'm I'm I I can see where they're going now. I think you're wrong.
2: I think it can get just no, I'm not to want to hear it anymore. It's not a pun. Oh, okay, I just think we need to the ban the headband movement. I think is is allowable Oh yes, when he's playing poorly, see, to, to say get rid of it. See, I, I knew he was going to say some shit like but that. But I, I, I everybody. I but think that's one thing we can all come together on: is the headband should go. Yes. I think the yes. thing is. I keep waiting for you to <laughs> no, say. No, there's it. no there's no pun here. I just
0: want the headband to go away. I yeah. think the thing is is it was too much change too fast for all of us, right? <laughs> you bring in all these new faces that we don't know, we don't love them yet. You go, you change your shoes, you put on a headband, you start wearing a cut off undershirt. Like, what is this life? What? alternate reality did we jump into it's too much all at once i don't think we could handle it if it had slow rolled out maybe it wouldn't have been as bad but like it was just too much all at once. i I
1: know somebody out there has done the stats on headband book i've never been a fan of headband book i don't like it i don't think it's a it's a thing like just burn the headband no more headband you don't need it
0: it's funny because Larry says the cutoff needs to be burned. He didn't wear it yes. tonight, but I actually don't like it. Of all of the changes, I think that one's probably the one that I like. I best.
1: hate the cutoff shirt. I don't mind it. Yeah, it's so like nineteen nineties, and you're, I, I think grew up that's in
0: the nineties. That's I hated why those cutoff you hate shirts. it. I didn't that's wear the why cutoff everybody shirt. Everybody loves it because it's vintage now.
2: You're, you're, a, you have made like half a billion dollars in your career. And you look like you cut your sleeves off your shirt. I thought you were talking about Lindsay. No, oh like, yeah, she Lindsay's made over <laughs> half a billion dollars <laughs> like, in her career. Why are, you are we much these right Emmys are worth if you melt them down? <laughs> a Bro, lot. good
0: thought. i are gonna make some jewelry out of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's look at some super chats here. Okay, we got one from Travis. Thank you, Travis. They said, "Tough pushing the pace is leading to too many turnovers. Not pushing it is leading to turnovers on the double team." 20-point first quarters in a row. Bowl for three-point contest.
2: Yes. Oh God,
1: that'd yes. be
0: amazing. That would be fun. Yes. I would actually love that.
1: Uh, I'll read the next one. Trevor Begay said, "Great effort, but needed that in the first half to keep pace. Books finally showed up. Beal disappeared in the end. Bowl has worked himself has worked himself into the rotation. Yes, yes, and yes.
0: Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Psycho Blue sent us one. Thank you, Psycho Blue. They said basketball cthulhu is pleased with the sun's tenacity but he has to put up with basketball i don't know what that is leviathans 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 nonsense in the abyss he's the clippers god oh Oh, i see okay Okay. i'm glad see (laughs) see cycle blue this is why we love you because you always explain the things to us we appreciate it i can
2: do the next one tim from phoenix Says, I love seeing uh, the fight in the second half, even on defense, despite the Clippers shooting. Can we talk about the refs, though? Especially that one ref. I think Saul did that for all of us, yeah. more than enough. So. Yeah.
0: But you're not wrong, <laughs> Tim from Phoenix, 100%. <laughs> Alex sent us one. Thank you, Alec. They said, whereas the Suns have let things spiral in the past, like Gerald says, kind of since Mavs Game 7, Tonight, they really did a good job of avoiding that.
1: They did. You got to mm-hmm. give them credit for that. Yes. If you're going to dog them out yes. for just falling apart in those games, that game six against the Nuggets and game seven against the Mavs, you got to give them credit for staying with it, staying mm-hmm. with it, just attacking and attacking and attacking. At some point, you're going to break through, and, and they started to. It's just
2: They just didn't have enough time.
1: Yeah, so.
0: polar
2: opposite of the fourth quarters we saw earlier.
0: Yeah, yeah I so. think that's going to be one of the biggest keys for this team because – Listen, like ups and downs on the injury side of things are inevitable in sports, right? You can't you can't avoid them. But what you can avoid is how you react to them. What your emotions are towards games having to deal with them. And we've been saying this from the jump even with one of our big 3 out that we still have two really freaking good basketball players on the court. We should be able to win games.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Marstradamus I'm going to read the next three real quick Marstradamus said J.O. and KBD should be on the bench Bull and Azu play uh, I thought JO had a pretty good night tonight. He should have shot that one ball in the corner. He, he took the charge. That was detrimental. KBD was rough tonight. He should have shot the ball a little bit more in those corners as well. Uh go to Tech Reviews said, Hey Saul, met you listened and did the two-handed dunk. He did. He we did turned each other. Yes, we did. And then Leo Barrentos, maybe my favorite super chat. Oh says, boy. Hey Lindsay. Super random, but my little sister really wanted me to let you know that today's the four-year anniversary of when Kelly Oubre... Hit your mic with a head bop, LOL. I like That's
0: to, right, Leo. <laughs> Kelly hit my mic. You are absolutely correct. She,
2: like, she uh, like, only no <laughs> smacked him with it, but I like to imagine <laughs> somebody so has this in their uh, Google calendar to get the alert every year so
1: they <laughs> can really celebrate put it. I
0: it in <laughs> my calendar at this point now because I would have never known what is today. The 3rd of January.
1: You know who socialed that clip okay. out?
0: I'm going to have to remember that. You did. That was yeah. so. On the you Fox guys, Sports Arizona account. within like 30 seconds yep. of it happening. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, I saw it. 30 I, seconds. Eddie was walking up and I was like, Eddie, look at this. And I showed him and he just laughed and then he walked off and I sent it out on social forever in perpetuity.
0: Yeah. Go Honestly, to- though, I'm kind of glad you did because it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I, had another, was funny.
1: I had another one of uh, Hannah Hughes. Or Tana Hughes, sorry. Tana Hughes. And you guys, most of you guys probably know who Tana is. Uh, (laughs) Poor girl. She was right by the basket and got smoked in the head by a basketball. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to social it. like, oh, it's a rough day. But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. But I did show it to Kellen. And Kellen's like, you got to send that to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Uh, Go to Tech Review sent us one. Thank you again. They said, first half killed my soul. Second half was yummy. (laughs)
2: Why do I feel like you just put that in there because you wanted you to read the word yummy? yummy. Like, I hope
0: he uses I've those words. I actually like, kind of think it's <laughs> hilarious though, and I might adopt that. How do you?
1: How do you, that's? We should play a game where we use words in the show, like cheeks, to see if you can you can you know make it sound like like yummy is a tough word to pull off in the middle of a conversation and not sound dumb. The, the <laughs> iPhone
2: 15 Max
1: is yummy. <laughs> I think we should do it. I mean, funny. he had a yummy game today. You know what I mean. Like, nah, that doesn't flow.
0: (laughs) Uh, Dylan sent us one. Thank you, Dylan. They said, just if Eric Gordon caught it. Can't blame him, though. (sighs) Sad face emoji. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, then they done. Finally, we need a bowl jar. Each pun, and you yes. put in a quarter. Hell yeah!
0: Yes, hell yeah! I don't yeah. think, I and don't I think I get the, to keep all no. no. the money. No, all
1: the money goes oh, to charity. You greedy one.
0: No, it goes to treating my mental. No, hell. no, <laughs> no. It, For having to good, put up with all of you. A
2: good pun should never be punishable. All right,
0: as 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 never. Get out.
2: Wait, can we have a bowl?
0: Get out. Bowl?
2: Where we put the
1: <laughs> quarters? <laughs> get out! All of you. That's my first one. I'm allowed one. Okay. I like it. I'm I like allowed it. one. A donation bowl. I
0: like that. Oh, we'll have his face on it. We'll put goodness it right here. Gracious. Espo's face or Bulbul's face? No, Bulbul's face. Okay, I was As like, everyone's talking about like this, <laughs> so I was like, why would we put Espo's face? Why on not us? both? See, now he's it's now he's eye. now he's stealing. They've mine. got
1: you brainwashed, man. He's
0: stealing mine.
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: All right, guys. Thank you for hanging like out with cult. us. We appreciate you. Uh, Two quick things that I want to remind you guys of. One, we're having a watch party this, sorry, a watch along this Friday when the Suns take on the heat, which means we'll do our pregame show like normal. Then we'll pause for five, 10 minutes. We'll be live again throughout the show. Or the uh, game.
2: I love it. She says, Will, but she looked at them. us. Like, I know. You two will yeah. be live.
0: I'll be there. <laughs> I'll pop in every now and then. And then we'll do our post game stuff. So basically, you can hang out with us from start to finish mm-hmm. the entire game. Um, so check that out. Again, it'll be here on YouTube. If you're already here on YouTube, then you know exactly how to get here.
3: Two hours straight of bowl puns yes. coming at you.
0: And then on January 16th, we are having our January takeover, uh, which is going to be a blast when the Suns take on the Kings. And a ticket to the takeover gets you a ticket to the game and pregame festivities over at the Desmond. These are presented by Illegal Pete's and Ultra and... When we're at the Desmond, food and beverage are yep, included.
1: Absolutely. Uh, and there's only six tickets left. So, so you better get yours ASAP.
0: Yeah. And if you're a diehard, you get a discount. Mm-hmm. And if you're not a diehard, you can become a diehard.
2: We and have get cool a discount. Coming up. And I promise special bull bull puns in person. Okay. I'm going to be. I heard five bit. people
1: Actually, just sold every, their tickets. Every new diehard, uh, <laughs> Espo will drive to your house, knock on your door and give you a a bull pun is oh walk God. away. It's not I improbable. Know,
0: it, I don't know. <laughs> I think for some, that would be a selling point. For others, that'd be a deterrent.
1: It's <laughs> probably true.
0: Are, you get to choose. How about that? We'll make it <laughs> an optional.
2: Nope, you're forced.
0: You, you become a
1: diehard. You
2: can either have them come to your door or, or get a restraining order. Uh, yes. Go <laughs> <So laughs> phnx.com, become a diehard, and find out what you're going to get.
0: Yes. Obviously, the best part about the diehard Becoming a diehard is you get access to the Discord, too. Mm-hmm. And that's a really great platform with a great group of people in it. Okay, that's enough. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. If you're here on YouTube, hit that like button. If you're listening wherever you get your podcast, rate, review, and subscribe, it helps us out a lot, and we really appreciate it. We will not have a show for you tomorrow. We'll be back on Friday. That's our next show. Uh, so we hope you guys have a wonderful Thursday. And until we see you on Friday, give the show a follow on social at phnx underscore suns. You can follow me at SmithAZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo.
2: Yeah. Are you going to let me take it away or no? <laughs> I don't Jesus know. Just, just a
0: reminder.
2: <laughs> like we found out over the last few games. Anything is possible! Ahoy, hoy.